Welcome to Human Factors Cast, your weekly podcast for human factors, psychology, and design. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Human Factors Cast. It is episode 200. We've made it. Uh, we are recording this live on April 1st, 2021. Uh, I'm your host, Nick Rome. I'm joined by Blake Arnsdorf across the internet from me. Hey, y'all. How's everybody doing? Hey, I'm good, Blake. It's episode 200. I can't uh, believe we, it. We have a great news story to break down for episode 200 for you, and we have some fun surprises along the way tonight. Uh, but the news story we'll be talking about is neuroscientists unveiling this technology for the vision impaired. So we're talking bionic eyes. We're talking textured tablets. We're talking a lot more. Uh, we'll get to that. Um, but in terms of surprises, should we just get them out of the way at the top of the show here? There's a lot to go through. We might as well get it out of the way. There is a lot to go through. Uh, the biggest thing is that, well, this episode 200 is going to be the last episode of Human Factors Cast. Uh, we are... Uh, you know, everyone's busy. We are, we are, um, in fact, some of those busy folks. And, um, you know, it, it just, the podcast has become too much of a burden for us. So we are no longer going to do the podcast. This will be the last episode. Time to pack um, it in. What's that? Time to pack it in. Pack up, pack out. We're, we're, we're gone. Um, and so again, if you're listening, we are recording this on April 1st. Uh, so April Fool's everyone. <laughs> <laughs> What follows is the actual surprises here, and we are not. Um, this is this is not an April Fool's joke for this next stuff. Uh, so, so um, Blake, uh, if you want to go through the first, why don't you start us off? What's what's going on here uh, with with um, with what's going on? What's what's going on? <laughs> All right. So maybe the most visible change here is we've had a logo redesigned. So we've got a new, dark, gritty HFC Future logo, and we're just so stoked on getting to work with our designer, Erica. It's been so fun going through this process. Yeah, so Erica, she's in the chat right now. She's been working with us to update this um, this logo. It kind of matches <laughs> a little bit more of the maturity of the podcast. We've we've grown 200 episodes, and we wanted to kind of match that maturity so it's darkier, darker, it's grittier. Um but it's still familiar, and uh, I think it looks really great. I'm, I'm actually really happy with the logo and um, think this will be a great sort of addition to uh, you know, all our branding across uh, all our platforms. So uh, if, you're on, if you're on the live stream, you can see it. If you're on the podcast, you've probably seen it already. But um, yeah, new logo. It's, it's great. I love, I love the new branding stuff. Um, it's come out so nice. Yeah. Um, with the branding, uh, we've also made another big change or big uh what's the word i'm looking for a, a big investment a big we got something big um Just so update <laughs> uh you know if uh if y'all are listening right now and you go to humanfactorscast.com it uh well <laughs> here's the thing the this <laughs> the provider <laughs> this is gonna be embarrassing the, uh, but it's no fault of our own so the, the provider that uh, you know we bought the domain from um basically said uh yo you haven't paid and it, we weren't notified and they have you know it was, we looked and we're working with customer service to try to get it back anyway we don't have the domain right now humanfactorscast.com don't worry it's coming back though uh in the meantime though we have actually worked with a um with another provider to uh 
to update our website. So we actually have a new website. You, you'll be able to get to it from humanfactorscast.com later. But for now, it's it's uh, podpage.com slash human tack factors tack cast. And I know it's clunky. So we put a link down in the description of this video or this uh, audio, wherever you're watching from, um, for your convenience so you can get to it. Uh, but I do want to go over just a couple fun things uh, with the website here. Um, let me actually pull up my list, and I'm pulling up the website as well, so you can see me click through it. Uh, let me let me do the yeah, fancy. Yeah, you gotta webs- show this thing off because it comes out pretty sweet. Yeah. So here's here's our fancy new website here. Um, I don't know. Can you see that, Blake? Are we? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, great. We can see that. Uh, so here's the fancy new website. Um, I just want to go over a couple things here. So uh, th- at the bottom right of the website, you'll actually notice there's the capability to send us a voicemail. So if you're listening to the show, want to uh, talk to us directly or leave us a voicemail, you can do that. You can get in touch with us. Um, that's a great way to do it. And and we'll potentially, if you want, you, we can play your clip on the show and answer it for things like the It Came From section. Uh, there's also a direct link to our merchandise store up here. Uh, there's a lot of uh, really great things up here. You know, there's a, a link to our Patreon. Uh, you can go in and check out all our episodes. It has a link to our YouTube right on the front page um, and a subscribe button here with all your favorite podcatchers and all the links right there. I think it's pretty slick. Uh, you can actually go in and search some of these episodes. If you were looking for a specific topic, like I'm looking for artificial intelligence, uh, you can uh, go ahead and look that up. Oops misspelling here live on uh <laughs> there on the podcast so if you wanted to look for something like artificial intelligence you can search for that it'll return all the results where we have actually talked about that topic um and you can see all the pertinent episodes so i think it's a really great way to filter and search through our uh, website again we're doing this through pod page um and uh, you'll be able to get there later this year uh through human factors cast.com but for now there's a link in the description so uh, i'm going to use that in the middle of the show to figure out like when we've talked about a topic previously to reference different you know stories we've done because that's an awesome feature of the site blake (laughs) (laughs) that's a great idea (laughs) so yeah we um so we got that uh i don't know if you want to add anything to that blake I'm just really excited that we have the website up. I know that it's weird with the domain thing, but it, it'll come through. And it, please send us some voicemails or some voice notes through the website. It's a fun way to kind of get get in touch with us and see what we're up to. So, Nick, another awesome thing that we've done, I think, I'm really glad that we've made the jump back to video, but we haven't just gone back to YouTube. We've gone to a bunch of different places. So, like, right now we're on Twitch. We tried to get on LinkedIn, and we'll figure that over that over the course of the next week or so uh we're on twitch and hugh and <laughs> nick's uh facebook page as well as periscope and um youtube so it's yes. it's been cool to kind of go back and do this and do the pre and post show yeah so we'll be live on our facebook group uh someday that's our stretch goal right so there's there's certain capabilities we're using a tool called restream here we're trying to be a little bit more transparent about some of the things that we're using and i'll get into that in just a minute um, but we're using a tool called Restream right now. It allows us to broadcast over multiple platforms. Uh, it says in the top right corner what tool we're using. So if you want to go check it out, you can. Um, there, uh, you know, there are certain websites that we can't cast to without paying for this, and there's some things that we can't do uh, in terms of, um, I guess, visualization is is the way I'd put it uh, with the free version. But you know, it's it's a good tool for us to use for now uh, while we are. 
um, kind of exploring this video space. Um, and yeah, like Blake said, you know, we are trying to stretch our uh, video muscles a little bit. We're going to be, uh, we are doing Twitch office hours. We've been talking about this on the show for a little bit, but you know, it's it, this is the official launch of all this stuff, really. Um, we are kind of doing all this in anticipation for episode 200. So yes, we're doing office hours on Twitch. Join Blake Sunday morning, uh, myself on Tuesday mornings. Um, we are just kind of hanging out and doing human factors things. Blake is building a website, his portfolio, and I'm going through the news stories. So you'll be able to see what doesn't quite make the cut. Um, so I, I mentioned that we're trying to be a little bit more transparent about things. And um, we we have, I guess, what I would call new goodies. Uh, I don't even know what other, um, you know, kind of category to put these in. But we have two new things. We have a... Um, a, a link to our resources. We we use a bunch of tools, um, you know, and we have kind of a link to everything that we use, all the way from our web page to the to the microphones that we use, to the stands that we use, to our our webcams and all that stuff. Uh, so we wanted to make that available as a resource for everybody. But we've also developed this ethics policy um, for Human Factors Cast, and it's it's nothing big, you know. It's just kind of a nice thing to have where we kind of disclose, you know if we're paid for a product to review it or anything like that, or if, if we have um, accommodations paid for us to go to a conference or something like that, we'll, we'll disclose that information. So that way no one thinks that we're getting paid under the table for things uh, to say certain things. Um, you know, if we get a review copy of something, we'll, we'll mention that as well. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's, there's the audio changes, which if you're watching live here, you won't actually, <laughs> you won't actually hear this because we don't have a live component to this yet. Maybe once we pay for restream. Um, but if you're listening to the audio version of this, you may have, uh, noticed a cleaned up intro. There's no more blown out audio <laughs> that we've had since like the early days. Um, and, uh, there's, there's a little change later for the Patreon commercial. We have finally a commercial that accurately reflects what our patrons are getting. So, um, yeah, that's what I would call new goodies, which are two of my favorite changes. Cause I know we've talked about redoing the Patreon commercial for a long time, but also fixing the blown out intro has been awesome as well, Yeah, man. So Nick, this is a big one and it's, it's kind of a big change for us and for the community that we've kind of fostered over the years, but we are working or we've already put it together. Uh, but we're, so we're, opening up a new discord community for human factors cast um, between Nick and us. We've Nick and I, we've both found that there are some advantages. We think that discord has in general over Slack. Now, don't worry anybody that hangs out in Slack and enjoys using that platform. We're going to keep them both up for the meantime and kind of see how discord works out and kind of go from there. But it's just a, it'll be a fun change for both of us. Cause I know I'm actively using discord for a lot of different servers. So it'll be fun to bring a human factor spin to it. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's, there's a couple cool things that discord does that Slack doesn't do. There's a couple things that Slack does well, that discord doesn't quite do. Hopefully soon it will. Um, we know that like, you know, keeping threaded, um, threaded conversations are really important. That's a little harder to do on discord, but discord actually kind of encourages more of that in the moment, uh, fluid conversation kind yeah. of discussion. So they do different things. Um, and we're, yeah, we're going to kind of foster both of these communities just to kind of see which one is more effective at, at building this human factors community. Um, and we'll kind of go with the best option going forward. I think we'll probably try it for like a year. Think of it like a big AB test, really. Um, that's, <laughs> I mean, it's a big AB test if we're doing it for a year, but you know, we, we don't want to alienate 
people who enjoy Slack. We don't want to alienate people who enjoy Discord. But there is, you know, potentially untapped market or not market. I use market, but it's an untapped community really on Discord that we may not have access to. Right. Not everybody has Slack. Um, a lot of people have Discord. So maybe maybe we'll get a couple more people in there. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Also with that, you know, there's some really cool integrations. So you can uh, if you're a Patreon, there's like different roles that you'll get in our discord, which if that's important to you, we have those for you. Um, so you can kind of show your uh, human factors cast social status with the uh, <laughs> with the um, with the roles. Um, but I, I got to say, you know, with that, um, we've also got uh, new merchandise. We got to make money somehow. Um, this is. We're not making a lot of money off this, but if you want to support the show, it's one way you can do it. You can see tonight I'm wearing my It Depends shirt. Um, you know. Came out so good. <laughs> so, yeah, we have uh, we have new merchandise um, on our store, and you can get to that from our website. Um, and uh, we're going to run a couple promos for you all. Uh, we don't really make money when we run promos but that's okay you know we we also appreciate the word of mouth so there's that so so, so right now uh if you go there um i guess starting tomorrow uh there should be 20 percent off your entire store for the next week and that offer ends on the fifth so i think that's this weekend uh and then if you go after the fifth it's going to be free shipping uh, from April 6th to April 10th. So depending on when you're listening to this, depending on when you're watching this, um, you can go and check that out. So uh, we're going to work on trying to get some of the new artwork up there for the merch store. Um, and I, I, again, want to be transparent about where the money goes. Um, it goes towards some of the stuff that we use, right? So like like we, if we if we get enough money, we'd pay for Restream and we'd be able to go to more platforms or stuff like that. Or it goes to, you know... Um, I got to say our, our new website wouldn't be possible without our patrons. Um, so that's, that's all Patreon money going there. So, so there's a lot of things that come into the show, but we put it all right back to the show. You know, we're not, um, it's all out of pocket for us. And so anything that we get back, I hate begging and, and talking about it, but I, I do want to like be transparent about where a lot of stuff goes. Yeah. And I mean, for a lot of ways we've been able to keep this show ad free because of the Patreon support too. And that was like an awesome move for doing the merchandise too. Cause it's been a really creative endeavor. I know for Nick, like putting together different merch ideas. Um, so I don't know. It's a, it's a way we kind of keep the show afloat and hopefully go past farther than 200, maybe to 300, whatever it may be. Um, but one other thing that we're trying to ramp up a little bit more to help encourage growth along with kind of this introduction of a new Discord community is really trying to be more available and posting more on social media. So across like Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. So just making a lot more of an effort to try and grow those communities because we know that there's we've kind of relied on the podcast and Slack to really help us kind of reach a lot of people. And I think that's done as much organic growth as we can for 200 episodes. But we really like... The, the way Nick has talked about this podcast to me when we first started was making human factors accessible to everyone. And I think it's it's kind of become, in the back of our minds, our job to continue doing that outside of just recording a podcast once a week. So that's hence the Twitch office hours and now the movement towards more social media content. Um, but yeah, so Nick's been doing a lot of the legwork there, kind of like posting stuff to Instagram and trying to grow that medium as well. So hats off to you, man. Yeah, there's there's some weird we had automation doing it, right? So we have right now at least automation posting our episodes. 
um, we're we're hoping to be a little bit more engaged, right? So like Instagram is one of those manual ones. We can't automatically post anything there. So I've been yeah. trying to be a little bit more active on that platform to get, you know, a little bit more engagement going. And it, it's all kind of a way to build the show um, and build the community. And that's, you know, when, when we first started this out, it was like, hey, what, what would be a cool topic of a podcast to talk about? But, you know, as we've kind of gone through this we've actually kind of really focused on the community aspect of this because uh you know even though our listenership is smallish i mean you know we have <laughs> i guess it's not a leap to say that we're the number one human factors podcast i mean um you know i think uh the thing for me is that we are growing the show and we are growing the community and the uh you know the the podcasting is separate i mean it's it's still something i enjoy talking to you every week um but uh yeah i i think the community is is where we really want to focus and so we're we're trying really hard to put um things back into that and so with that you know one of the one of the other communities that we have a, a sub community if you will we have patreon and that's something that we keep bringing up um I know it sounds like we hammer this every week and we do because it's so important to the the health of the show. Um, you know, like Blake said, we are, you know, we're still ad free. Uh, and, you know, we, we had a little uh, a couple ads towards the beginning of the lifespan of this show where, you know, it's audible and, and those are Blake's <laughs> favorite audio clips ever. Those um, will haunt me in my sleep for the rest of my life. Just if you like books, that's so bad. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you know, we, we we've largely kept this ad free. So so Patreon support is really vital, really, to the the longevity and growth of this podcast. And so, um, you know, we we have been doing a lot of work on the Patreon side of things. We've um, you know, starting with this episode, episode two hundred, uh, there will be a full audio version of the pre and post show. So. Um, we do a pre-show and post-show on our streaming platform. So if you're listening to just the audio of this, we actually do a pre and post-show um, every time. It's it's about half an hour on each side. Uh, so we'll be actually posting the audio version of those for our patrons. Um, so if they're unable to join us on on video or, or streaming or anything like that, it's still a convenient thing for them. Um, in addition to that, we've been hard at work. We actually have a whole nother year of Human Factors Minute in the can, written, recorded, ready to go. They're uploaded um, and will be distributed over the course of the next year where, uh, you know, you have, um, you know, slow drip every Tuesday, uh, one minute of very focused Human Factors content. Um, and then here's, here's a little fun thing. So... Uh, starting today, if you are a Patreon, um, we, we have a new campaign going on, uh, and it's, it's, it's so stupid and I love it. It's, (laughs) (laughs) you were so excited when you showed this to me last week. Do you you guys want a sticker? (laughs) Let me show you this. (laughs) So we have a holographic sticker of our legacy logo. Um, and this is the only way you can get this content now. Uh, if you're an existing Patreon, uh, member, um, we will, and you leave us your address, we'll send one of these out to you, uh, with, you know, a little note from us. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll give these stickers out to the first 10 newest Patreons as well. Um, so, uh, again, this is, there's no other way to get this piece of human factors cast history. It's a nice little, uh, memorabilia. Yeah, exactly. 
So, so uh, for our existing patrons and our, our next 10 Patreons, we'll, we'll do that for them. Um, we've also on Patreon, uh, this is the biggest section, guys, so, so stick with us. We're almost done. Uh, we've also updated our goals, right? I, I keep talking about transparency. Um, and one of the big things is that we want you all to know if you support the show, where your money goes. And so we've put in some of these stretch goals to where, um, you know, to, to really define where our money is going. Right. So, uh, we've put in these tiered goals to say, if, if we get this much money, we're going to put it towards, uh, the effort of live streaming and, and stuff like that. And if we get this much, we'll actually use that money and fund our tickets to some of these conferences that we've had coverage of in the past, um, to where, you know, we can, we can get a plane ticket, a hotel, all that stuff. When COVID's done, um, we can actually sit there and, and bring you more coverage. Right. So, um, that those, uh, sort of extended goals are, are, we wanted to be transparent there. Um, and, and, you know, those, those stretch goals are, are hopefully, uh, we can meet those someday. I don't know. They're stretch goals for a reason, but, um, it'd be super cool. It's definitely one of those things like that's not an expectation, but we, I don't know. I've kind of enjoyed being able to be, I, I'm going to say this and probably regret parts of it, but we in a lot of ways have been like the premier podcast to bring a lot of human factors content that's at conferences that you wouldn't get unless you went. And so by putting stuff on YouTube and having interviews outside of talks and all that kind of stuff, it allows us to, again, serve the community in a larger way. So that's why like the Patreon push has been so big for us, because as the world hopefully starts to round out and we do see more conferences, you know, in the coming year, we're able to, you know, be out there or be present in some of these conferences to give actual coverage so you can understand what was going on if you weren't able to go and learn a little bit more about different factions of human factors. Yeah. So with that, uh, we just want to say a huge thank you to all of our patrons uh, for helping make some of these changes and exciting things that we talked about here happen. Um, You know, and with more people subscribing to our content, uh, you know, we can kind of continue to push these boundaries of how we interact with the community. And and speaking of community, if, you know, wherever you're at right now, if you're watching um, on on the live stream or if you're uh, hanging out with us somewhere else on a on a post-recorded thing if you could just give us a i hate this give us a like and subscribe or follow or what, whatever it is the, the 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 thing here is that um doing those things kind of helps the algorithm help others find the show um it's so dumb the way it works but it does work so it you know it's it's a small thing for us to ask i guess uh, and that's one way you can help the show too um yeah so and it's all free there's nothing that's <laughs> like there's no cost required there you don't have to help us like fund the show it's just making it so we can get to more people through these different sources. Yeah. So after 200 episodes, like, like we said earlier, we're still able to kind of keep this show ad free, uh, because of our, um, fantastic community minus those couple episodes that, that Blake is so proud of with the, if you like books. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, audible. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's all the surprises that we have. We are not going away. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. And we've put some important links in our descriptions below. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's the show, guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. We, we still got a news story to talk about, right? Just a bunch of announcements. Yes, we do. Let's go. All right. All right. 
Yes, this is the part of the show all about Human Factors news. This is where we talk about everything related to the field of, you guessed it, Human Factors. This could be anything uh, from medical, privacy, robotics, whatever it is. As long as it relates to the field of Human Factors, it is fair game for us to talk about on the show. Blake, what do we have up this week? All right, so this week we're talking about neuroscientists unveiling a bunch of of tech for the vision impaired. So there are many, many wearables and portable devices that are aimed at improving life for the blind and the visually impaired, and in some cases even trying to restore vision. Such devices have been developed for pretty much every part of the body, including your fingers, wrist, abdomen, face, ears, you name it. The thing is, most people don't want to wear them. So most of these wearables currently on the market have very low acceptance rates from the blind community or visually impaired community, because you look like some sort of RoboCop wearing them. It makes you feel kind of odd in a space um, when you're around other people, attracting attention that you didn't necessarily have otherwise. Uh, plus, there's the major unmet need in this field for providing tools for children, so providing wearables that can help children navigate their environment. And of like the 300 million people worldwide with visual impairments, about 20 million of those are children. And yet, in analysis to date, there are some awesome coming devices, and we're going to talk about three of them, that are designed to help kids in different ways to understand their environment and really tackle it. So that includes something called the audio bracelet, which uses sound and motion sensors to help blind, visually impaired children restore a sense of space around them. We also have a little bit about some prosthesis for image in or eye implants, excuse me, um, that can help stimulate the eye and kind of allow people to see some kind of vision that they maybe never had in their whole life. And then we've also got this hap to you technology that's a textured tablet that's similar to the audio bracelet, tries to help you define and understand a space around you. But Nick, one thing I want to do is go ahead and thank the Patreons for doing a three-way tie on this one, because this yeah. I know you were excited about it. I'm stoked to talk about it, but let's let's just jump into it. What do you want to start with? I don't know, man. Should we start at the top here with this audio bracelet? Let's do it. All right. This audio bracelet, um, using sound and motion sensors to help blind, visually impaired children restore a sense of space. So we've talked about um, some of these assistive technologies before. We've talked about uh, hearing aids where you know it will kind of uh, do like this echolocation bit. Um, we've talked about canes that will... Uh, give vibration feedback for this type of thing. But this seems like you're taking all that technology and you're packing it into a bracelet that allows um, people to basically understand their spatial location, um, you know, as it pertains to their environment, right? So so we're looking at, like, uh, orientation of an object um, or, you know, even um, sort of what distance to objects in their in their environment too, Right. Yeah, so understanding both your environment itself, but also things that are you might be interacting with it within your environment too. So this could be really helpful for you know kids, especially when they're adjusting to going to school, for instance. And so this is a really great way to help them kind of navigate in a perceptual way uh, what their environment looks like, especially if it's brand new, and then different elements that you should be interacting with or expect to interact with, like going through doors or anything of that nature. So it's an interesting kind of take on some of this technology we've talked about before because it's really taking integrated audio and motion sensors to help produce that sound where you wouldn't really have it. So you can navigate that way by understanding, based off of sound, what's actually in space in front of you. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how much more we can talk about this object specifically, because I feel like we've kind of talked ad nauseum about this type of technology when it comes to, like like I mentioned before, the smart canes, the um, the the ear device. I don't I remember if they're headphones or what, but um, I think the interesting bit about this specific technology is how you're interacting with an object, right? That's, that's kind of the novel bit that I'm getting from this, because the other ones have always been like lane maintenance within a very narrow... Uh, lane or, um, you know, having that smart cane be able to detect what's around you in the environment. But this one's actually telling you um, how you are uh, manipulating an object or, or kind of what's going on, right? Because we're talking about like manipulating an object with your fingertips. We're, we're talking about um, basically uh, how textures might represent space, Um you know, and, and kind of use using this in tandem with like a, a mobile app or something where you have um, sort of all these different cues, audio, GPS, uh, to explore that space, right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing that I, f I find most interesting here is because this is like a, a research-based project that has come into a more developed technology it's interesting that it has a lot of backing from the research side so there's actually like a study that goes into and shows that after just a short period of training you can see a transfer in skill so you see that improvement in auditory and motor motor skills from just a little bit of use that doesn't just last for a couple of months but can even you know last up to a year um so you don't, and you don't necessarily have to keep using the device after a certain duration or period. Let's say, let's say it's not something for you, or you don't find it as useful, but you may still have some kind of improvement in skill um, to tra that transfers for a long amount of time. So it's a, it's just a cool one based on the fact that it's, you know, meeting that market of people that are both, you know, visually impaired but also kids. So it provides them, you know, ways to kind of understand social cues as well as what's going on in their own environment. Can we talk about this uh, bionic eye? <laughs> yeah, this is going <laughs> to blow my mind. I really am having a hard time understanding the just how this even works. So it, it basically, the way that they've talked about it, so it's, a, it's an image of an eye. It's called the Prima Implant. And it can stimulate your eye so that you can obtain at least 625 pixels in your view. Uh, which allows in some cases, it seems like the, the most general case is you can read letters, uh, read shapes and outlines of letters. But in some cases, you're actually even to do a little bit of facial recognition, um, which in the case of being visually impaired, that's mind blowing. Yeah, I mean, let's let's really let's talk about the resolution here because it's low. It's 625 yeah. pixels. But if you think about something like that in comparison to what you have as, you know, someone with a, a disadvantage, someone who's blind, um, that's a huge difference. Um, and being able to read or at least detect what objects are nearby so that way you don't bump into them without the assistance of another object that you're holding in your hand, that's a huge thing um, to, to have, right? That's a, that's a huge uh, advantage that you didn't have before with this bionic eye. Um, and I, I don't know, man, this is, this is the coolest thing to me. Cause I'm, my, my brain is, uh, exploding as we're talking about it because it's, it's like, wh what are the applications? And, and now they have all this input that they didn't have before. I imagine even though the resolution is so little, 
the response to this might be the same as you might get with somebody who's getting a cochlear implant for the first time. Um, you know, those, those videos of people reacting to that is very striking. It's because they're experiencing something that they haven't before. Um, they're getting a bunch of new input and they can interact with the world in a different way. And I feel like, you know, with something like this, uh, it is going to be the same case. And who knows, someday it might have the same or, or a good enough resolution to where um, they can kind of navigate the world as, as a sighted person could, right? Um, I think this is very exciting. Well, I mean, that's the dream, right? Like, okay, yes, this is 625 pixels of resolution, which to give kind of a um, like an understanding of what that means for a sighted person. So the way that they actually describe it is patients are reaching levels of where they can see just below what's considered the level of legal blindness. So in the, in legal terms, you're still like considered blind. Um, but from having an aunt that's legally blind that actually can see, she considers herself much more visually impaired. Uh, that kind of gives you a reference, right? But going from zero to 625 pixels, that's got to be insane. Because like Nick was saying, it's so much more visual input than you would have been used to at all. But there, uh, with this kind of technology, there's always a place to start. And so being at that kind of resolution and getting people to just below legal blindness from just it, from one to two implants, that over time, I can only imagine is going to get better. And I wonder if like down the line, it could produce some kind of technology that at least gets you very, very close to uh, you know being right above the legal blindness range and maybe even being able to you know move past that completely. So I don't know. I mean, this is a it's an interesting take and i know that it's it it seems like a small resolution but that's just had it's so amazing that you can even do any of this with as little as an implant and some electrodes or two implants in some cases yeah it is really striking and there's a um i I, i'm trying to show it but maybe i can't get it ready to go but there's there's a striking image on the um on the uh ieee article that has this where it actually breaks down like what this might look like for somebody. Um, hang on, I'll, I'll get it. So for everyone watching here, you'll be able to see this in just a moment, but you can actually see the difference in pixels uh, of, of the, um, you know, like what, what it would look like looking through these uh, at different pixels. So you can see, you know, um, the, the various resolutions and I, I, the 625 looks blurry, but it's not bad. I mean, it's very pixelated, but you can clearly tell that's a woman smiling. Um, and it's, it's kind of insane to think about, uh, somebody getting that level of detail that they didn't have before. Well, yeah, I mean, even the jump between 64 and 625, that's completely different. Like one is an amorphous shape and the other one you start to be able to like Put it, put it together that it could be facial recognition in some way. Um, now, I have a hard time with this a little bit because I don't know if I'm saying that because there's a referent image that's already priming me to know like right. what this is yeah. supposed to be. But nonetheless, I mean, the difference between 64 and 625 is just so much that it's, I don't know. I would, I would love to see how this grows over time um, because this is, it's, it talks about this a little bit in the article and it's kind of, interesting to read about but this is coming out of you know two times before they've tried to do something similar and it just has poor poor results in the end of it 
And now right. we're moving towards technology with that's a little bit more complex and having better results. So it's, again, in kind of the light of what you were talking about, Nick, it's a, it's a large possibility that this will eventually get better and better. Yeah, let's talk briefly about what they're actually doing. So they're, they're actually uh, introducing a gene to cells in the back of the eye to make them become photosensitive. Um, so that's that's kind of where this vision is coming from. Um, but that's what they need to be able to get this level of resolution, right? Uh, so it's it's a it's a new method of, um, like you said, the uh, um, the other methods didn't work, but this one is, and it's giving you that that level of resolution. Um, why don't we get into this last one here? All right. So this last one is. I haven't. We haven't talked about haptic interfaces. I feel in a long time. So it's a haptic no. interface that relies on ultrasonic vibrations beneath a display to create a more or less friction against somebody's fingertips. So it, giving them the ability to feel these different touch sensations. So this type of thing is meant to help you understand spatial information around you and map out the environment or things that are in front of you. Um, so this is a little bit kind of analogous to what we were talking about with the bracelet, except for this is really focused on tactile feedback and that haptics. Yeah, if you think about, okay, so the technology that they're using, or at least in this article that they talk about, is a tablet, um, like you said, that uses that friction. So if you imagine uh, like a CAD drawing of, uh, of a floor plan, right? That might be one way that you can illustrate open areas versus walls where you have maybe more friction on the walls or a smoother surface on open area. Um, or if you if you want to preview a layout or communicate a layout to a vision impaired person, you might give them um, a top down reference image of the layout of a workspace of a living space or something like that to say, hey, there's a couch here and that's like a, a, a a slightly um, more frictiony surface. I don't know how to say it, right? It's a slightly more frictiony surface, and then a wall might be a very like it. It requires a lot of friction to hover over, um, where open areas might be completely smooth. So that might be one way to communicate um, about surroundings to somebody to to give them that mental model of what's around them um, and what's going on in the space that they're either about to enter or navigate out of. Absolutely, yeah. And that's similar to what actually Hap2U seems to be trying to push towards. So their like, really applied application in this case is taking this idea of using like haptic feedback in a mobile app setting where you're actually using GPS to help you. Kind of like we've talked about before, the app kind of talking somebody through steps they need to take or things around in their surroundings to give them indications of where to move and where when they can walk and all that kind of stuff. Well, in this case now, like think think of adding tactile feedback on top of that so it's just like what nick had been describing where you're almost using your hands on top of your mobile phone to understand friction points and smooth being like continue going and there's no obstacles in your way and friction trying to indicate like oh there's something that is either coming up in your direction or you're running right into something um, and that is kind of their next steps it seems like so this tablet is the the first precursor right so this technology is not widely available yet um but you can very easily imagine a world where if this technology does end up being successful and easy to um, kind of produce, you can imagine uh, you know, a, a, a cellular device that, that people can pick up um, or, or non-sighted people can pick up and, and navigate through um, using their fingertips, right? They can use that, that display 
on a device that they already have and kind of build it in all together. And then the application could be limitless. You could almost uh, use that technology on things like websites to navigate. And, you know, more friction means a menu bar um, with hovering and vibration to add in all those different um sensory inputs that allow you to navigate some of these spaces that were previously uh, both both physical and digital that were previously unattainable or unnavigatable to um, blind folks. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's the the biggest implication for me or in my mind, right, is that if you're going somewhere brand new that you haven't been before, like having it and being able to basically have a trusted companion like if you can't travel with somebody that to know that you'll be able to navigate the environment based off of these kind of augmentations that you would have with you on your phone so if, if all of this kind of stuff is combined right using your phone's gps on top of like voice cues and then this haptic cue i could imagine it might make you know traveling a little bit easier or going to somewhere like the grocery store you haven't visited before a little bit simpler so it just really kind of makes the world more accessible through haptic feedback really yeah i think that's a great note to leave it on uh i always love talking about accessibility devices especially for the vision impaired um think it's a, a cool topic to really you know there's a lot of untapped space there <laughs> to um to really explore. So I, I always love talking about these. So I just want to say a huge thank you to our patrons for selecting our topic this week. Uh, and thank you to our friends over at IEEE Spectrum for our news story. If you want to follow along, we do post the links to all the original articles in both our Slack and our Discord now. Look at that uh, as we find them. So join us in one of our communities for more discussion. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to see what's going on in the Human Factors community. Human Factors Cast brings you the best in Human Factors news, interviews, conference coverage, and overall fun conversations into each and every episode we produce. But we can't do it without you. The Human Factors Cast Network is 100% listener supported. All the funds that go into running the show come from our listeners. Our patrons are our priority, and we want to ensure we're giving back to you for supporting us. Pledges start at just $1 per month and include rewards like access to our weekly Q&As with the hosts, personalized professional reviews, and Human Factors Minute, a Patreon-only weekly podcast where the hosts break down unique, obscure, and interesting Human Factors topics in just one minute. Patreon rewards are always evolving, so stop by patreon.com slash humanfactorscast to see what support level may be right for you. Thank you, and remember, it depends. Are we back? We are. Are we? We're back. Hi, everyone. We're back. Uh, <laughs> and here I am without my notes. Um, <laughs> how, how about that new Patreon commercial? If you're watching live, you didn't hear it. But uh, if you're listening later, you have definitely heard the new Patreon commercial, and it sounds great. Uh, yeah, so Patreon is a thing that we do. We explained it at the top of the show. I'm not going to go over it. Um, but we have a bunch of fun things over there. Um, so if that's something that you can help us with, then that's great. Um, why don't we go ahead and switch gears and get into this next part of the show we like to call... It came from... It came from... It came from Reddit! Or maybe not Reddit this week. We'll see. There might be one. I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> Came from a bunch of different places on the internet. Let's go with that. Yeah. Uh, this is the part of the show where we search. Is that what you just said? We search all over the internet to bring you topics that the community is talking about. Um, I think we're going to do a little bit something different this week. Uh, you know what? We're going we're gonna to catch up with some folks 
that we haven't heard from in a while. So this week, it came from Human Factors Cast. Hi, Nick and Blake. Frank Laxon here, longtime listener and guest host. Congratulations on your 200th episode. This is a great testament to your perseverance, passion, and personal investment for the field of human factors. Thank you for bringing together a great community and looking forward to your 400th show on the move. Hi, everyone. My name is Mia Jaramillo, and I co-hosted episodes 35 and 39 with Nick and Blake. We covered things like the sensory wearables that are designed for flirting, pedestrian and autonomous vehicle negotiation, electronic skin, augmented reality furniture stores, the biases in U.S. COPS face recognition software databases, Google Home recognizing up to six voices, and a scary tech that can replicate your voice with only one minute audio clip. Lots of fun stuff in those episodes. I'm so proud of these guys for hitting the big 200 and continuing to find interesting topics to discuss episode after episode. Wishing you many, many more and hoping that episode 201 has some meaty human factor stories to work through. Well done, you two. Hey, Nick and Blake. Logan Clark here. I'm a longtime listener to the show and an occasional guest for some of your HFES and AHFE conference coverage. When I started listening to you guys, I was an undergrad student just starting to learn about human factors. Now I'm halfway through a PhD, and I still look forward to tuning in each week for my weekly dose of HF news. Congrats on the 200th episode, and here's to inspiring another round of students and future practitioners with the next 200. Hi, I'm Jeff Olson, the former digital media editor for the Human Factors cast. When we were working together, I was responsible for creating graphics, intros, transitions, uh, combining video and audio assets together to officially launch the Human Factors cast on YouTube for the 100th episode. I also helped edit Human Factors cast coverage for HFES 2018 and uploading all the previous 99 podcasts to YouTube for viewer consumption. I was also a guest on episodes 99 and 136, which was the first episode transitioning Human Factors Cast into live streams. Unfortunately, things didn't work out as planned and YouTube content kind of stopped for a while, but you guys kept going and recently tackled doing live streams again on YouTube. I'm really impressed and really glad to see that you guys have kept this going for so long. It shows how truly dedicated you are to <laughs> science. Uh, I believe scientific literacy is so important to people now more than ever. And you guys have been highlighting current topics and research, uh, leading discussion, helping people learn this area of science. I think your podcast may be more important than you know. And I want you to know that I really respect you guys. Your commitment to this podcast, I, I, I just think it shows how intelligent and dedicated and genuinely good people you are and i'm excited for you and i i wish you nothing but the best stay strong and don't forget that it depends hey y'all i'm brian mcdonald i was on human factors cast 90 right before going to grad school i am just so impressed that this show has hit 200 it really is an always entertaining and educational chat with two nerdy friends I can't wait to see what magic is produced in the future. Congratulations on your 200th episode, Human Factors Cast. Um, that's incredible. Nick and Blake, I know you guys have worked so hard to get this podcast up and running, and I know that so many people are enjoying it. Um, can't believe you're already at 200. Uh, this is Sabrina. I was a guest on the podcast back at episode 129. Got to talk about robot cops, and they were performing traffic stops and high-tech hospitals. Lots of cool stuff like that. 
Um, anyways, congrats on 200 and can't wait for 200 more. Hi, I'm Erica Ackerman. I actually worked with Nick back in the day. He was a user experience designer and I was a user interface designer. We had a lot of fun and he wanted to start a podcast and I helped design the logo. So that's how I was involved with this. And I'm so excited to see that there are 200 episodes. So excited for Human Factors cast and with a new updated logo design, I can't wait to see it go forward. Yay! Hey, Human Factors cast, it's Woodrow Gustafson here. Wanted to wish you guys a happy 200 episodes. What an accomplishment. Uh, really proud of you guys. You guys are, are true professionals and dedicated to what you do, and, and it really shows. So I've, been, I've had the privilege of working with you guys several times over the years, and uh, I think six or seven. And, you know, one of my favorite memories was uh, you, you gave me the honored privilege of being a field correspondent when I went to the 2018 CHI conference in Montreal and got to meet a lot of cool people and, and see a lot of really cool technology. But you know, one of the things we, I got to do was uh, we had a sit down with uh, a, somebody who designed cockpits for Bombardier and uh, talking with him about their process and, and what they went through as far as designs and, and implementation and everything was, was really cool. So without, without you guys, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So again, uh, you know, really happy for you and uh, looking forward to another 200 episodes. Hey there, my name is Tzvi. I had the privilege of covering the HFES 2019 annual conference for the Human Factors cast and I had an absolute blast doing it. From self-driving cars to Star Wars to Chris Wickens, Human Factors cast really covers everything. I'm really, really pleased for Nick and Blake on achieving this amazing milestone and I cannot wait to see what the future holds for them and for their listeners. I personally am excited to see what comes out in 2022 in this weird world that we call life. Hi, my name is Matteo from Perth, Western Australia. I first discovered the podcast a few years back while looking for human practice resources online and got involved uh, with the Slack, uh, discussions and uh, sending through news articles for the show. And uh, I was on an episode on December 3rd, 2018, which was a recap of the HFES Day conference we had here in Perth. I reckon it's uh, great that the guys have achieved the 300 episode uh, milestone. Uh, doing a great job with uh, the Patreon and uh, yeah, all the other things that they're doing online and the various resources that they're sharing. They're really building a great human factors uh, community around the globe with this podcast. And I'm looking forward uh, with uh, what's to come for 2021 and beyond. So as always, it depends. Hey guys, Elise here. Congratulations on hitting episode 200. I remember when you two first started and each episode was a mountain in itself, but it's been awesome watching you two grow this podcast and even being on as a guest a few times. Um, you guys are awesome. I can't wait to see what tricks are up your sleeve for your next 200 episodes. Hey guys, this is Billy. Man, 200 episodes. It's fantastic. You guys have taken this podcast to a whole nother level. This is amazing. I'm so happy that I was even a little bit a part of this. You guys have taken something that was a great idea and made it into a very successful show. And I'm so happy. Blake, you are amazing. I knew you would be a great addition the moment you stepped on board. And I think you guys wouldn't have been able to take it as far as you did with me involved. Man, Nick. You're also amazing. I always knew you had it in you and that you could 
do amazing things when given the opportunity. I'm very proud that I could even say that I was a little bit a part of this show. I still wear my Human Factors t-shirt all the time. Guys, thank you. Thank you so much for letting me play a part of it for a little while. And thank you guys. And I'm looking forward to another 200 or more episodes. Take care. Uh, wow, Blake. <laughs> I'm, I'm not crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. So that was awesome. So I have not heard that Nick tried to get me to watch it or listen to it a day ago. <laughs> and I wouldn't do it uh, because I was afraid of the tears. But that was awesome. I can't believe some of the people that showed up to do that. Thank you, everybody that threw a nice message for us. That was really, really cool to go through and listen to. I There were some parts I was trying not to die laughing. Um, yeah, but it was, it was so fun. There were there were definitely some uh, some comments in there that I was like, yes, that's perfect. Um, we'll have a post credit stinger too if you stick around with us. So there's a, there there's go. another one that I didn't include in that, but I I do want to share it with everybody. So we'll stick it after the credits. Yes. <laughs> um, Blake, you know, man, I think our time's up for today. I I, I want to leave it on that note because um, that was just such a tremendous. Uh, uh, send out, I guess, on our way forward to 201 and beyond. Um, yeah. So as you know, as we close out our 200th episode, I just want to give a huge thank you to our family, uh, to who puts up with our podcasting for multiple hours a week. You know, our yeah. friends who kind of served as as the resources uh, as we've navigated through some of these topics. Um, all of our show contributors, interviewees, our patrons for their continued support, and especially our listeners, all of our listeners for making this show what it is today. Uh, you know, without you, none of this would be possible. So Blake, let's send it home. That's it for let's today, everyone. It. That's it for today, everyone. Let us know what you guys think of the news story this week. If you want, you can join the discussion on our Slack or Discord or follow us on any of our social channels where we're being active now at H-Factors Podcast. If you want to get with us directly, you can do that. Uh, HumanFactorsCast at gmail.com for now. We'll be back later. If you like what you hear, you want to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do that. Like I said, you can leave us a review on your podcast medium of choice. Uh, you can like and subscribe wherever you're at. It doesn't matter. Uh, it all helps, the algorithm and all that stuff. Uh, or, you know, you can su consider supporting us on Patreon if you have the financial means to. Like I said, want to be more transparent about where all that money's going. Um, you know, as always, you can find us, our all our socials and stuff are in the links to the description in this episode. Wow. That was a sentence. <laughs> All of them are down below or wherever you're at. Uh, so click on those if you're interested. And uh, as always, um, you know, I want to thank Mr. Blake Arnstorff for being on the show. Dude, I seriously couldn't have done 200 episodes without you. Uh, 200. I, oh. I enjoy sitting here every week and, and talking with you. Uh, so thank you. You know, I didn't put you in that list, but thank you, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Nick, because without you, the show would not exist. Yeah, I mean, Billy like hit on it. Without you, the show wouldn't have even started. So you're the reason it's here. It's just been fun to ride along and read the news. It's a team effort. Where can our listeners go and find you if they want to talk about episode 200? This is exciting. So, guys, if you want to come and get a hold of me, come hang out on Sundays from, what is it, 8 o'clock in the morning uh, Pacific time on Twitch at twitch.tv slash humanfactorscast. And you can reach me anywhere else on the web at Don't Panic UX. As for me, I've been your host, Nick Rome. You can find me 
on the Slacker Discord at Nick Rome or Nick or whatever I'm at. You know, I'm, I'm there. You'll find me. Uh, thanks again for tuning into Human Factors Cast, episode 200, special edition. Until next time, it depends. I, Dr. Nefarious, have learned so much from your podcast, especially episode 23, Organization Structures. My volcanic lair has never been more productive. Thank you so much for this wonderful 200 episodes. I learned so much from you both. When my diabolical duplicitous deeds develop, I'll thank you for diligently devolving all the news, tips, and tricks that I've used to make my volcanic lair even more productive. Maybe I'll give you a tiny island to rule. <laughs> Thank you, Nick Rome, Blake Armsdorf, and uh, what was that silly little man's name? Right, Billy Hall. Dr. Nefarious is looking forward to listening to another 200 episodes. Spacecraft, railway locomotives, nuclear submarines, healthcare, jet aircraft, these are all examples of highly technical systems and organisations, and all have one particular thing in common. They all involve humans. Humans who want to do amazing things and are using technology to achieve them. They all have something else in common. They have amazing people ensuring that the users who are involved can do what they need to do, are safe when they do so, and have the optimum user experience. These people are Human Factors practitioners, and on 1202, the Human Factors podcast, they talk to me, Barry Kirby, about what they do, sharing their career paths, highlighting their ideas and best practices, and fundamentally raising awareness of our discipline. Find us on 1202podcast.com, on social media, and on your favourite podcast directory, because it's more than just common sense. <laughs>